We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app tell me does this sound like you or someone you may know a million phone calls a million checking online for sites getting up at four in the morning to check the sites, staying up till midnight to check the sites. This is the daily routine for perhaps tens of thousands of people, or maybe more, who are engaged in the exhausting exercise of hoping to land a COVID vaccine appointment in the New York, New Jersey area these days. It is a first-come, first-serve that feels very chaotic and I think runs the risk of exacerbating existing disparities. This week on 880 In-Depth. We'll tell you the stories of people who've taken up the cause of others and have built websites, created Facebook group pages and Twitter sites to help connect people in our area with available COVID vaccine appointments. I'm not really surprised that it's manifested this way, but of course it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this hard. Welcome to 880 In-Depth. I'm Tim Sheld, and it wasn't too long ago that a big concern in the pandemic fight was about people who were not comfortable getting COVID vaccines. While that may still be an issue for some, the daily focus these days is finding vaccine appointments for the scores who are desperate to get the shots. The secret? Knowing just where to look. My daughter came to me yesterday and said, listen, we can go to get our, you know, uh, vaccines tomorrow. I said, where? And she told me, and I said, let's go. And it was easy to do, one, two, three. And where are many people finding these open appointment slots? Social media, of course. Facebook groups like New Jersey COVID vaccine sites or Helping NYC Get Vaccinated have become a clearinghouse of information. On Twitter, one of the most popular sites for people in New Jersey is called Vax updates, V-A-X-X updates. I got that tip from my wife and we started seeing really valuable information posted there. Who's behind it and why? We got in touch with the creator and driver of that Twitter site that has 25,000 followers and counting. Our Peter Haskell spoke to a man we will refer to as B. He wanted to remain anonymous and you will hear why in our interview. Right. So effectively, um, it's on Twitter only. Uh, when okay. I started this process a little bit, yeah, a little bit before January 24th, I think, which is the first day of the Twitter account, um, I was on Reddit and I was trying to create an email thread there 
Uh, and I found that actually sending out bulk mass emails using um, like a personal email account or like a, like a Gmail uh, create a lot of uh, spam issues and people weren't getting the announcements fast enough, um, kind of like a bleeding edge uh, style. So I ended up moving into Twitter and I had no idea if it was going to be successful or not, to be honest. And kind of the growth that it's had over the past, uh, I guess, coming on four weeks now or, or well, three weeks uh, has been pretty exponential to a degree. So explain if you could, what exactly is this Twitter account? It's C19Vax Updates. What is it? What exactly is it? Well, it's, it's a Twitter account to help eligible New Jersey residents and workers uh, secure appointments for the COVID vaccine. Um, it, it, essentially, it's been so difficult for anyone 65 plus, uh, those who are technologically challenged to uh, actually set up in a vaccine appointment. You know, I went through this with my parents um, who are over 65 and eligible for the vaccine. And the stress that they had just trying to set the whole process up was just wild. And for those people that don't have, again, the, the technological um, means or kind of mindset, it's, it's not, the system is stacked against them to a degree, right? Um, this, this process has um, seldom been a easy rollout, right? Any sort of a, a major health reform or any sort of major health project has never been an easy rollout. And I was, this is a case in point. So essentially the Twitter feed is to help those and have their family members who are, you know, in the Twitterverse or using tech um, able to kind of get them on, either get their parents onto Twitter and have the notifications turned on or have the family members or friends or neighbors help set them up um, for them. You've described the difficulties so many people have had. What made you decide, hey, I'm going to try to come up with this this Twitter account to direct people in the right direction. And how did you go about it? Well, I would say, uh, first of all, just disclaimer, I'm just, just an out-of-work Broadway actor who uh, knows nothing about healthcare per se. I, you know, I, I read the news, and um, I happen to like video games and computers and technology. Um, but uh, when I saw, again, you know, the struggle that my parents were having um, and also other friends and, and family members, uh, you know, be it aunts and uncles, um, you know, my, my friends, grandparents, um, you know, my, my wife's parents, uh, finding out how difficult of the process it was, it really helped um, kind of like focus what I wanted this whole page to be. And again, I, I've never used, ask me at any point in my life would I ever have been creating a social media platform or page to assist get, getting people vaccinated during a pandemic. And well, I mean, you'd have a better chance of winning a $10 billion lottery. So this is not about technology, I guess. It's just a matter of digging and digging and digging. Yeah, yeah, sure. So, you know, I've, I've used kind of like the way that this is operated, right? The, the way that I've been able to get all this information is kind of through the, um, you know, if you backdate uh, into early, you know, say September, uh, um, October, November, there, there's a, a, you know, I was trying to get a graphics card for my computer. And uh, there's a lot of different websites that will help you help you get that. And then it moved into um, PlayStations um, and Xboxes. And I had a bunch of friends that were looking for them. And I was able to kind of utilize this technology uh, to create opportunity for them to get these uh, items, right? These hard to get items. And then, you know, move forward from there, the evolution of the whole process now has turned into 
getting um, vaccine appointments set up for people that actually need it because this is, you know, effectively a a life or death situation for a lot of people. You know, COVID, it's so random. We don't know what direction it's going to go, but I don't think the majority of people want to take that risk. And, you know, now that I, this account has been created and um, there have been, I guess when I was at around 10,000 followers, we had, I took a poll. I, I, I like to try to do analytics and kind of see where the numbers are at. Um, and uh, we ended up having about 1,500, over 1,500 appointments um, that were set up just from the Twitter feed alone, which is pretty great, you know. And for people that have been very appreciative because they know how confusing this process is. So if you could explain exactly what people find on the Twitter feed, what are they seeing? Sure. So um, if you basically are looking at the feed, right? It's me kind of posting um, and keeping constant updates uh, regarding appointments that have either just gone online uh, via the county websites or kind of um, just giving a heads up. For example, the Atlanta County mega site. Uh, uh, today I just posted, you know, it's going, there's a system called Qit that they've implemented to, that is, uh, essentially bottlenecks the traffic going into the website. Um, so at 2 o'clock today, that queue system will go live. Everybody who logs into the account will get a queue or get a place in the queue. And at, at 3 o'clock, uh, when the queue goes live and they start giving out the points, essentially it's a lottery system, right, where you will have uh, the opportunity to get a number. And uh, if that number is under X amount of appointments, then you should hypothetically be able to schedule an appointment for yourself. How many websites are you tracking? Oh boy, that's a lot. There's a lot of counties in New Jersey. Um, and I'd say uh, pretty much all of the ones that um, work individually, right? So a lot of these websites will work, uh, or a lot of these counties will uh, direct you straight to the state COVID website where you would do a pre-registration. But there are also a good amount of counties out there that will direct you to their own page, right? They've taken it upon themselves uh, to schedule their own appointments, which is great because there's, there is an issue I think with the state, uh, and the rollout that that's having. Um, I know my parents had signed up, uh, you know, prior to them getting the appointments, um, to get their vaccination and they still have yet to hear back from the state or to get an appointment for from the state. So, uh, you know, I guess it's maybe 30 some odd, 35 different websites and tracking, um, consistently. And, you know, there's also changes that happen, right? So you have Bergen County and you have Union County, New Jersey, that have now implemented a CAPTCHA, uh, like, anti-bot technology uh, for whatever reason. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, I could potentially maybe see that people think that bots are creating an issue and stealing appointments or doing something and, and being taking advantage of a situation. However, it's highly unlikely, in, in my own personal opinion, um, because... You know, you, someone has to create that bot. They would have to put time and effort to create something just for a singular appointment for one person. It, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up to me. But I can understand that if they think that it's um, more of a, a way to, again, bottleneck um, the site and create uh, a slowdown in traffic because it, all of these kind of websites are not built for high traffic input, right? They're not built for thousands of computer programs or sorry, computer addresses to be rushing into a website simultaneously. These, these sites will break, you know, they will go offline, um, you know, they have to be fixed. It, it just becomes uh, a mess. But again, to no fault of their own because these sites 
would never expect to have thousands of people rushing to their website in the first place. You know, I want to ask you about that, though. You, you mentioned the fact that, you know, it's hard for people who are tech-savvy, older people, but what you're doing it doesn't really help them, does it? I mean, I, I suspect it's kind of a, a thorny question. Are you helping people, or are you keeping older people from being able to get the appointments because they're not on Twitter anyway? Sure, that's that's a valid valid question. However, um, my counter to that is actually I've had uh, I would say hundreds of people that are in their sixties plus that have actually turned onto Twitter. Um, you know, I've had people comment saying, you know, and this is even trackable. Like, you know, I, I really I'm a big person that likes to source information. You know, disinformation is a major issue in in today's world anyway. But there's a lot of people that have actually, you know, their their family members have put them onto this website. They've never had Twitter before. You'll see, you know, if they follow my account, it's, I'm the only follower, or maybe another um, another account that happens to be tracking to a degree uh, vaccines is a follower for them. Um, you know, and, and also if you just scroll the, the comments and, and the people that have set up appointments, you're going to see, it's I would say, the vast, vast majority of uh, people trying to um, get an appointment set up have done it for, you know, family members that are 75 plus, 85 plus, 90 I mean, it is almost every single comment is like, thank you so much. I got it for my grandmother. I got it for my parents who are over 65. I've got it. You know, it's, it's not, it's, it's easy to think that it could be taken advantage of from the younger generation to do, you know, nefarious things or whatever. Right. But it's, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. You just, you know, look at, at the response that is garnered. B, who we spoke to, is an out of work actor and singer who was out on a national tour with a Broadway show when the pandemic shut down that entire industry. Today, he's spending most of his waking hours checking for information and updating that Twitter site. Uh, I, I spend most of my day attached to my phone, uh, checking notifications, um, you know, kind of always just checking the email to see if there has been any changes within these websites. Um, if, if I am sitting on a 16 hour day, then I would say probably about 80% of the day I am, uh, at least casually looking at my phone and updating and checking, you know, I feel like my wife wants to kill me half the time, but, uh, you know, she's, she's uh, definitely appreciative and, and knows how kind of big of a deal this whole thing has been. Is it worth it? Absolutely. Unequivocally. I mean, how, how can it not be worth it? Right. How can it not be? Um, worth helping people, uh, you know, feel safe, right? Family members that are, you know, the amount of weight that are on people's shoulders right now um, from this impending doom, you know, from this virus that we still are learning about. We still don't know the effects of it, right? We, we still don't know um, how it changes from person to person, why it does, why someone who's 95 um, with conditions uh, gets gets hit and, and you know, uh, the mortality kicks in, Right or someone who's 95 with conditions, and it just passes over like nothing. We are still learning so much about this. And then I do know that, you know, once these vaccines are, are given, uh, the response is incredible. You know, people are, are just so appreciative of the entire effort and the amount of uh, stress that is taken off of them uh, because, you know, all of the research that's been put into these vaccines, the efficacy, you know, 95% after the second dose, you know, for the both Moderna and um Pfizer, you know, we have Johnson and Johnson coming up as well. Um, so it, it's, you know, you're bringing down the severity of symptoms and you're also easing uh, the, the mental anguish that families have been going through since the onset of this. How does that make you feel? 
I mean, it makes me feel great. Sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird thing, right? So, you know, sure. You could like, you know, my wife says you're saving lives. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, it, it just doesn't compute, right? Like it, it doesn't really compute to what I'm doing. I just think that I'm pu- putting information out there. It's like, I can't be like, Oh my God, you know, this is an incredible thing for me. I, I'm so proud of myself. Right. That's, that's weird. Um, and it just doesn't really apply. It's, it's like, this is, a, I happen to know technology. I happen to understand how to get this out there. I've now acquired a crazy base of over 23,000, um, you know, people on, on Twitter. Right. And it has helped out, uh, you know, uh, over, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the new number is, but again, when it was at 10,000 people, it helped out 1500 people. Right. And that's, that's who voted in that or quote, you know, voted in that poll that I put up. So whereas your question is like, how do I feel? I just feel like I'm, I'm helping. Um, but nothing more than that, I guess. It's not like I'm incredibly uh, emotionally invested, right? I'm just trying to do the best I can and help as many people out during this wild time, which is the uh, coronavirus pandemic. You ask that we call you B. Why do you want to be anonymous? Funny. Uh, so, you know, I, I think it's um, important to kind of detach, right? Detach yourself from. Uh, the situation, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just a, another actor, right? I'm, I'm, I, I perform, I sing. Uh, I was, you know, on, on a Broadway national tour before this whole thing went down in March uh, of 2020. You know, we were doing a city and, uh, you know, the next day they said, hey guys, uh, pack your stuff. We're uh, going on hiatus. Everybody's going on hiatus. And the entire Broadway community went down and, you know, we haven't gotten back up since then. Uh, so I guess being in... Um, being in like the performance arts area, uh, I don't want to ever think that there's something behind it, right? This 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 whole Twitter feed is not for me. This isn't like a boost for my personality or who I am or what I do. That's just not what it's about. And I would never want to confuse the two. I think it's very important to keep those two things separate. One is for you know vax updates, right? Updates for vaccines, and then my other you know Twitter site or whatever right, is, is my personal life, and that, that's what it is, you know, it's, or, you know, to whatever my performance life is. So the more I can keep that separate, um, you know, for the time being, um, you know, and just focus on what the important thing is, is uh, the reason why I much prefer to stay anonymous uh, during this period, because the focus remains true to what the goal is, and that's to get as many people appointments as possible. But do you think if people do, knew who you were, it might eventually help your career? I mean, maybe. Uh, again, that's 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 just something that I I don't know. It, it's not again. It's not about that. I'm not I'm not doing it for a career boost. You know, there's a lot of people that could do you know these these things for a career boost. That's not the reason for it. Um, you know, the this, the reason again is is just to make sure that people are able to secure appointments. You know, for their family, um, neighbors, friends. Uh, who are eligible uh, and who really need this, you know, to make sure that they go on living and are unaffected by, you know, this pandemic. B believes his site has helped over a thousand people get vaccine appointments. He doesn't want credit, doesn't want any money, but the out-of-work performer says people who may want to show appreciation can donate to the Actors Fund. That supports people in his industry who are waiting to get back to work. 
we heard similar stories from others who went looking to sign up relatives, found a digital brick wall, and decided to improvise. Our Mac Rosenberg, for example, spoke to Olivia Adams, a software developer from Massachusetts who is out on maternity leave. Stop me if you've heard this before. She tried to get appointments for her parents and saw that navigating the various sites offering slots was near impossible even for tech-savvy people. So she built her own program that essentially is a website that acts as a doorway for people in Massachusetts to get connected to appointments. Mac Rosenberg spoke to her about just how maddening this whole process has been. So the experience that you're talking about, I'm sure you know it's it's something that is happening all over the country to everybody, you know, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Um, are you surprised that that it's happening this way for people? No, there's been so much decentralization all the way from the top with this process that I'm not surprised that it's manifested this way. You know, uh, our federal government has been pushing the states to figure it out. uh, And the states have so much to deal with that they've been pushing Walgreens and CVS and their local health departments and everyone else to try to figure out as much as possible so that everybody can get their work done and get these people vaccinated. And the result is that each of these endpoints Each of these sites have their own way for people to sign up. And sometimes that might mean that you have to have an account or that you have to fill out all your personal information before you can just find out that everything's been taken and you've wasted 15 minutes. So I'm not really surprised that it's manifested this way, but of course it shouldn't, it shouldn't be this way. It shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. Um, Do you blame state governments or do you kind of just say, you know, this is a new thing for everyone. We just got to roll with it. It's a mix. I think that um, this is clearly a pain point all across America. And I think it's up to our state and federal government to try to fix it. Um, I don't blame them for creating the problem that we're in right now, but I think that it's their job to try to do what they can to make it better. Um, I don't think we should be relying on, uh, on volunteers to do this, especially in their free time. I think that we need, we need the funding. I'm sure there's plenty of emergency money going around and, um, and we need, we need solutions for this that are well-funded. By the way, the website Olivia Adams has created is macovidvaccines.com for Massachusetts, macovidvaccines.com. So how is all this being viewed in the public health arena? We took that question to Dr. Lena Wen, a public health professor at George Washington University. She spoke to our Peter Haskell. Right now, we have a scarce resource that many people want access to. Demand for the vaccine far outstrips the supply that we have. And we can think about it as the bottleneck is supply. The bottleneck is also the administration of the vaccine. At some point, the supply is going to catch up. I am confident of that. And we're going to face a new issue, which is getting people to who may be more vaccine hesitant to accept the vaccine. But right now, when there is a scarce resource, we are going to see people uh, understandably all want access to it. Um, And so we do have these systems that really are quite chaotic. I mean, many of these systems are first come to serve, and it brings up many issues of equity because not everyone has friends or relatives who are able to call at all times of the day and try to access websites and try to create apps just to get a vaccine appointment. And so I think the issue is going to get better 
in the months um, and, and I think even in the weeks to come before now, it is a first come first serve that feels very chaotic and I think runs the risk of exacerbating existing disparities. When you look at these websites and these uh, social, these Twitter sites, it, the people who don't have internet access or who aren't savvy aren't really helped by this. Is, is there an ethical issue or is it somebody gets help, it's all good? No, I mean, I think there is a real ethical issue because when you have a scarce commodity, um, and it's a free-for-all, then we know that the people who get left out are those who already face the greatest barriers to care. They are individuals who, again, may not have many people around them who can assist them. Um, they may not be able to wait in line for 12 hours. They may not be able to click on a website over and over again to get that one slot. Again, though, I do think that things are going to get better. First of all, they're going to be people who are vaccinated. And so those people are not, once they get their two shots, are not going to need to get vaccinated again, at least for, for, for quite some time. And we're going to see a much larger increase in supply, not only of the Pfizer-Moderna vaccine, but hopefully Johnson Johnson vaccine, um, which I am a, a participant in that clinical trial, but hopefully the Johnson Johnson vaccine, AstraZeneca, Novavax, other vaccines will come online at some point soon. And I do think that um, at some point the um, demand is going to catch up with supply. You know, we've got these priority groups, but it seems in some respect, if there are so many people prioritized, then the priority system loses its meaning. Is that the case? Should there be fewer people eligible? What's your take? Yeah, it's really challenging because we saw what happened at the beginning of vaccine administration, that the priority group was so strict and the criteria for who was involved and how to check that criteria were so strict that there was a supply-demand mismatch, meaning that doses had to go to waste or were put into storage when millions of people needed and wanted the vaccine. So you don't want to make the criteria so strict that they're not getting to people either. But at the same time, if you open things up and the number of people who are eligible far exceeds the number of doses that you have, you also get a chaos, too. So I think that it's really challenging. I do think that state and local officials across the country are trying their best. We have to keep in mind, too, that these are the same individuals who are also running all other aspects of the pandemic response. They're also setting up testing, contact tracing. They've been essentially running on empty throughout. And so um, I think it's, it's a challenging time, but I do think that things are getting better. We are ramping up um, the number of vaccines getting uh, administered. And I think that um, the next questions um, uh, are, there are still many questions that, that remain, but I do think that things are getting better. You know, until we reach that point, is, is there a better way to handle a, a sign-up system or is it just too late for that now? It's a good question, and I think it gets straight to the heart of the, of the answer, which is that I wish that we could dial back our clocks to back in September, October, when we knew that vaccines were coming and we had the opportunity to set up statewide or ideally even a national um, system. Um, imagine if there could be a, a centralized way to sign up and when it's your turn, you could get a message saying it's now your turn in your eligible category, you can sign up or here's how you could be on a wait list 
here's what we can tell you when your local pharmacy has the vaccine. I wish we could do that. We can't go back and do that now. So I think we do have this quite fragmented and um, and um, less than ideal system. But again, I think that we need to make the best of what we have now. And I would urge everyone when it is your turn to get the vaccine because it is safe, effective and life-saving. One last question for you, just in terms of pure humanity. When you see strangers helping strangers sign up for shots and creating these ways for people to find appointments. What do you think? I think that it is, um, it, this is the right thing for us to be doing as society. We need to be helping one another. Um, and we've seen in the course of the pandemic, many instances of people who are helping out their neighbors, who are helping out their community members with food access, with, um, with getting testing, with so many other aspects too. And I think helping people getting vaccinated and getting protected is another sign of how we're in this together and need to come together to help one another. Our thanks to all who helped put this together this week, including Mac Rosenberg, Marla Diamond, and Peter Haskell. 880 In-Depth is a production of WCBS 880. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. Pass it on if you find the information helpful. And as always, please stay safe. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.